a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. Thank you for listening. Flyracing.com, please check them out on the web. Some of the best racers in America are currently rocking a Fly Racing out there. And uh, whether it's the helmets, the F2 carbon helmet with MIPS, whether it's the new gear, the old gear, uh, Benny Bloss is killing it right now in Fly Racing. Also, too, Blake Baggett, Weston Pike. We're going to miss you, Zach Osborne, but he also wore Fly Racing, and uh, please check him out, uh, Weston Pike and all those guys. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing for making it happen. They make much more than gear, by the way. WPS and Fly are killing it, so go on uh, the website, flyracing.com. You can check out the mountain bike stuff. You can check out the hard parts, watercraft stuff, and, in, and even if you're getting ready for snow, although it's June. Check out their snow line at flyracing.com. Uh, thank you for listening. Interesting show today with an interesting guy. I'm looking forward to... Uh, Talking to him a little bit about his path to the industry and what's going on now. And also, too, thank you to Alpine Stars, uh, the uh, Tech 10 boot, the benchmark boot in moto. Love it, and uh, it's been there forever. And a fantastic boot. And if you're not a fan of the booty boots, which some people aren't, uh, try a Tech 7. That's my boot of choice. I love the Tech 7. Uh, great wide toe box. Uh, fits well. Lots of different colors. Lots of LE stuff as well. Alpine Stars protects. And Max's Tires, MXST Tire. Developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. He is bringing out uh, a tire soon from the folks at Maxxis. And uh, whether it's your car, your truck, your trailer, your mountain bike, your dirt bike, Maxxis will get you covered. Grab the whole shot with Maxxis tires. And, uh, hey, use something that Jeremy McGrath uses. Like, he actually really uses it. Uh, so thanks to Maxxis and Alpine Stars and, of course, the folks at Fly Racing. So, as I said, today, in studio, rare in-studio uh, podcast, he is the Scott USA uh, National Sales Manager slash GM. Primo Morata, what's up, Primo? How are you? Good, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's been a while since we were going to do this, but uh, we finally made it happen. We finally made it happen. You moved to Vegas recently, and we've been trying to uh, get together and do this. And, and if I have a chance to have somebody in studio, it's always better to look at them and talk to them than do it over the phone. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, first of all, I guess we'll get into Scott. We'll get into Dunlop. You worked there forever. You worked at Dunlop and Scott for basically forever. Yes. And so there's lots of tires and goggles questions I have, but um, you recently moved to Vegas from Buffalo. Yeah, I did. How's life in Vegas for you? Uh, it's good. I definitely like it here. Um, we went through a pretty harsh winter back east. I wasn't there. My wife and my family was. But, um, yeah, I do like it. I enjoy it. Always enjoyed Vegas. So uh, now I'm going to call this my home. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as the wife and the daughter get out here, at least the wife gets out here, it'll be a whole lot better. Yeah, that's true, right? Getting getting her to settle. And your dog. Hopefully your dog makes the it. The dog, yes. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks for lunch, too, everybody. That's why we're doing this podcast. He bought, yeah. Primo bought me lunch. Um, <laughs> 
First up, I guess, how's things at Scott? Uh, you recently went back there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been, what, four or five years, right? Five years. Five. Um, and you're a national sales manager. So you're dealing with distributors. You're dealing with, with customers. You're dealing with uh, the direct in, in Switzerland, Scott headquarters, bouncing all of that, trying to make sales. How's the goggle market? The prospect came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. How's the prospect doing? How's the goggle market for Scott doing in general? Uh, to be honest with you, the prospect is Probably what brought a lot of the attention back to the brand. I will yep. say, before I came back in 2013, um, there was some some hiccups, you know, and that's why I had left. Yeah, for- we'll get into that. I know what some of the hiccups were. <laughs> I want I want to get into that. But all right, but as of right now, yeah. yeah since we've introduced the prospect, which was uh, the summer of 2016, it's really been the benchmark flagship and brought a ton of yep. attention back to the brand. Do you? I feel like that's that Oakley's got the air brake, Scott's got the prospect, Dragon has one too. Although I don't think the Dragon is quite the same. But I and and, and obviously NFX. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I do stuff with X brand. And I, I was telling Rich a little while ago, that's the future of goggles. The the one piece lens that slides in, it's thicker, it's got a curve. Don't you feel like we're going that way for goggles like soon? Uh it it is a trend. I'd say I don't know if it's better. Personal opinion, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be optically better. It's supposed to be optically correct. Yeah. Um, there uh, is a slight difference, but if you can manage to see it while you're riding, then you're not looking where you're going. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking more Primo from the protection standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely helps. At the highest levels of racing, which I go to every weekend, and you've certainly been to 8,000 races, races have been ruined, championships have been lost with a goggle blends blowing out from a rock or whatever. Yes. Um, it's an old school technology, just fits in with some plastic pins. Well, that's not going to happen with an air brake or a prospect or any of these goggles. And that's why I think, because the pros are going to wear them, and that's going to filter down to amateurs. And sure, there's always going to be that price point goggle. Sure. But I just think that that, and, and you guys introduced the prospect at a nice price too, by the way. That was pretty sweet when you guys did that. That's where I think goggles are going, just because of pro racing, and then that will filter down. Yeah, it has to do with the 450s itself, yeah. you know. I mean, that's just it. You're getting roosted whether you're coming down from a jump and somebody's already landed and you're basically going forward and the roost is coming back at yeah. you. Yeah, you've got projectiles coming at you 60, 70 miles an hour. I mean, yeah. it's, it truly, that's probably about the, the, the miles per hour of impact. Yeah. Uh, unless you have a lens that's going to be locked in where yep. ours is literally locked in with the prospect goggle. There's no goggle out there that's going to tell mm-hmm. you or a company that's going to tell you that they haven't had a lens dislodged. Yeah. No, I, I added that. Uh, and even gluing them in. I know John Knowles, who we'll talk about Back a lot of watching this. Yep. You would glue the lenses in. They still came out, yeah. you know, with a rock or whatever or a stick or, you know, it's a Lexon thin lens. It just, it's been away since the 70s, yep. I think, right? No, yep. I mean, you were around then. Yeah. But, um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? So I think, I think the prospects, like the air brake, the prospect, that style of goggle will do great. You guys brought the prospect in at a really good price. That's not scaring people away. No. And so, to me, that's that's the future of goggles. It is, uh, especially, you know, when they, they call it, you know, thermal-formed uh, extruded lens uh, that is going to protect you more because it's already curved. Mm-hmm. It's already curved. There's, there's no um, bounce to it uh, where a standard Lexan lens, a flat lens, yes, it, there's going to be a little give to it. This now, you're going to be much more protected. And again, ours is locked in. It, it was a normal flat mm-hmm. Lens that is curved into the frame, which also keeps the frame a little bit more flexible, which helps. Those extruded thermal form lenses, they tend to make the frame a little bit 
more stiff, mm-hmm. which from a rider standpoint, yeah, they may or may yeah. not notice. Yeah. But that's the only downfall of it, but you're getting much better protection. Yeah. And ours is locked in. Yeah. I guess if you have a wider strap and a tight strap, the flex of the frame can adapt to that. So you get a seal on your face and you know that might be what you're talking like. That might be a downfall, a bit of a seal to your face. Depending you know, on depending yeah. on the guy's yeah, face itself, yeah, yeah, the size yeah. of his head, right, right. you know, it can make a huge um, difference. Uh, so that thing's going well. That that's killing it. It is. It really I, is. I tell John Knowles that you guys came out with the old school Scott strap with the you know Scott. I love that. I love the throwback. That, keep logo. that. Bring that back. He oh. he's always like, no, they want to do something. To, no, that looks good. And, and it, it and is. It's a giant ad for your Scott company. Like that looks awesome. I mean, we've went to, and, and I think every company has done that. They've gone to the gigantic logo where you only get a portion of it on the strap. You know, unless you're the company mm-hmm. representative itself, you know what it is. But some people are going, what yeah. is that? They can yeah. only see part of it. That old logo is epic. I, yeah. I love that old it's just, logo. It's iconic. Yeah, it is. And I even told Knowles, I'm like, I've told him this a couple of times. Do you do ads? Are you responsible for ads? We do, yeah. The John uh, and in I. Your jo- okay, yeah. yeah, listen. There used to be the ad that was uh, it was a drawing, but it was old. all the racers that you, Scott, and yep. their colors, and it had their name and championships, and had dirt on the on the goggles. And Bring that so, ad back. Tony Blazer, I think, st- he, he posts that every other month. Bring that ad yeah. back, too, with all the guys you have now. You have JGR Suzuki. Um, you have uh, uh, Pro Circuit, of course. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of great guys. Yeah, Rocky bring that, yep. yeah, Rocky Mountain guys. Bring that back. You have great riders, so bring yeah. that ad back. Yeah, I'll, let's do it all, Primo. I'll, let's see. What, I'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, having said that, uh, you're a national sales manager. Like, how are, I was telling you during lunch, the stuff I'm doing with Pulp and the site and these podcasts, I feel like companies are coming at me uh, more and more to do advertise because they're starting to get hang of it. And maybe it's because I'm doing a good job, but I I also think maybe no because like three years ago, four years ago, everyone's like, hey, I got no marketing money. I am I'm broke. Math is you're awesome, but I got no money. And uh, things are changing. Print is dying a little bit. People are looking for new ways to do it. Um, so I feel like Primo, the the industry is better, and that's what I'm coming at. From the tire side that you were at years ago to the goggle side when you were at years ago to now. Have we rebounded, do you think, like sales-wise? How are we doing? Uh, to be honest with you, I'll say it's flat. It's definitely yeah. – the amount of research that I've done, obviously having to do the research, you know, as a sales manager, as a general manager, yeah. to, to see where we're at within the industry. Um, last year was last, – last year was down. Yeah. Last year was actually down. The industry was down uh, almost 8%. Okay. Overall. And I'm not just talking moto. Yeah, I'm just yeah. talking the motorcycle Motorcycles, in, yes. itself. Uh, the off-road – um, dual sport end was probably up a little bit, mm-hmm. but that uh, for us goggle sales wise isn't that big of a deal. The dual sport guys they're going to wear full face helmet most of the time. They're not going to yep. wear a motor helmet. Yep. But um, from the standpoint of having podcasts or more social type media as advertising and marketing, that's that's up. It has to be. We've done everything. We've gone eighty twenty. Yep. Um, social to print. We've gone. 2080 social to print. We've done it all. We're starting to balance it out more because we need to. The old guys, guys like myself, we're still print guys. I mean, I like to read a magazine, especially on a crapper, if I can say that. I mean, that's it's just easier, and then I'm not contaminating my phone or whatnot while I'm in the bathroom. (laughs) So, so uh, when it comes to that, the old guys still like print, but we already have them as our customers. Yeah. 
we already have those guys. It's the new, you know, regime. It's the the millennials that we really need to to catch and bring into the industry. Those are the guys that yeah. are, you know, the podcasters, the foul social. So yeah, yeah. that I think is definitely where it's going to yeah. help you a whole lot more. Yeah, so maybe it's just me that Primo is doing a better job. But it does seem like we're healthier than we were. Ten years ago, I, I would I, mean? I would yeah. like to I would like to think so. Yeah. I've done way too much research. <laughs> it's it's flat. I mean, yeah. two thousand and six is when I don't think it could have gotten any bigger and better. Yeah, it, it was huge. Um, Discretionary income. Yeah. Even money. hey, even on the rider side, mm. on side they were making tons of money mm. in, in two thousand six, two thousand five. Yep. Um, but the only company that's actually gone for me, Primo, has been Scott, by the way. Oh, but I just, but anyway. I'll talk with John. I, no, the two of us are good Listen, Knowles is, Knowles is, is, is very unique. Uh, Dave Janolfi is an ex-racer that's come on a couple of years ago doing amateur stuff, doing social. Uh, is he a lazy ex-racer or is he actually really good? He Love seems that. like he's good. Love that kid. Janolfi's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, Dave. Dave, if you're listening, I'm sure you're he, he not going to listen to this. <laughs> no, but uh, he, is, is he working out? Is he good? Smart kid. Yeah. Really, I mean, he came from the background where... His father owned a, an auto dealership, so he knew that side of the business. He he understands dealing with customers. Yeah, he, and he's just he's people like the kid. He they mm-hmm. they they gravitate yeah, towards cool. him. Yep. and and I think because he was an ex racer, but he wasn't you know the the high end yeah. guy. He knew where the struggles came. He wasn't from. arena cross champion though. Yeah, you know, yes he was. He's coach. Yes he was. He's coach lights. Yes. Let's not be take no. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So and and of course, John Knowles, who's a buddy of mine since he first came on the scene, and and Wygant and JT are all big parts of the pulp world, and we are all buddies with John, and we love to laugh about John and his competitiveness and his text. That would probably get him fired if we ever made them public because he's so passionate about goggles and goggle building. He's been the the main guy at the races since 04, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, think he started 04. a little bit after yeah. I came. Chad threw right. a pair of goggles at him like his second race ever. Yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Knowles is, is working out, and he's awesome. We see him all the time. And Couldn't ask he's for a more passionate guy. He is, I always say he is a gnarly goggle guy. He's one of the best, if not the best. He's got his weather going he's got the maxi pads and the vaseline and the everyone's got spares and if there's a red flag like we had in lakewood johnny probably had them all he's ready he's ready he's ready to resuit everybody (laughs) back up man his his hands he'll say his hands are crippled which they may be but he's got gigantic Uh, paws he's He's golfing that's why his hands are, are, are crippled um so for you how much do you have your fingers in uh rider signings uh the rocky mountain guys the Barsha uh, is over at Yamaha now, but the JGR team is, is goggles and bicycles, and Knowles was very proud of that a couple of years ago. How much influence do you have on that? How much do you talk about that? How much how much work do you do with that? Uh, all of it. Yeah. All of it, yeah. I mean, we try to keep everything status quo as much as we possibly can because you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, you feel comfortable with the guys you have. We always have. I mean, with Pro Circuit. I think is, outside of two years, you've had them every year. I was going to say, it's been 27 years. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really pretty cool. Uh, the rest of the guys, Bam Bam, good kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, ups and downs. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's that's what happens. You yep. just, you're never going to know. Uh, but, and for us with Rocky Mountain, you know, that's also a sales thing. For us, because we yep. know that they sell a ton of our product, there's, there's residuals with that. Uh, so when it comes to teams, it's going to be John's going to let us know who we can get. Yep. 
Right. What's the price? Right. Yep. yep. And then we'll put it all to paper and make yeah. sure that we've got that. And then we'll go to Europe and ask for more if we have yep. to. And, and how involved is Europe? Of course, that's where Scott started. They're based in Switzerland. They're a ski company from back in the day. How is much involved in Europe is is Europe involved in, in day-to-day stuff for you and even racing and all that? I think because the U.S. market will drive more sales globally, mm-hmm. they are involved in that quite a bit. Yeah. They'll, they'll talk with John, you know, is this the team, especially with Pro Circuit. Um, that's our that's our flagship team. Yep. They, they know that those are the guys that are going to be followed globally. Yep. You know, same with Barsha. So they will offer us, yeah. you know, a little bit more of a, an incentive yeah. and some kickback to our budget yep. to make sure that we keep yeah. those guys uh, on a yearly basis. When you go into a dealer or you're talking to a distributor, how much does race wins and rider profile like a Barsha, how much does that matter? Uh, not as much as we'd like to think. I don't think so, right? No. I think James sold stuff. I think Chad sells stuff. And you guys had Chad for a number of years. Mm-hmm. And we even did, X-Brand did a Michael Lessie goggle that really sold well. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't I don't know how much it works anymore like that. Yeah, I mean, what they said, you know, what yep. what's, your, what's your race on Sunday, sell on Monday, yeah. or what's your win. Uh, and it, and it depends. There are some really really good guys out there that will will push the brand. It'll help mm-hmm. a lot of their followers. If you look at you know the amount of followers they have, they're just fans. Yeah, they're not fans. They're yeah. they're they're not the the guy that's going to ride. They're not the weekend yeah, yeah, warrior. Yeah. They're not the enthusiast. Yeah. But the guys that do follow that do yeah. ride, they will have some influence. Yeah, I I wish that it would balance out for the amount of money that you spend. Oh yeah, that oh, their know, that right? your return on investment is going to be that yeah. much uh, greater. I- that's not the case. One of our best drops in our Publmex show is is Tony Berluti saying he could not believe that Tickle would get thirty grand for goggles. He would get that much all day long. He's a he's a great factory guy, a B level guy. Like can't win or can win. Oh, shit, everyone's gonna jump on me for that. But uh, he can win once in a while. Or he can get on the podium. Right. He's not even Barsha or or Eli or or those guys. And Tickle's at a thirty thousand dollar yearly limit all day long. And people can't believe that. Think how many goggles you have to sell for $30,000. Now yeah. think about how much you guys must pay Pro Circuit and how many freaking goggles you must sell. Right. It doesn't do the math. Right. But, from a margin it, standpoint. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, we can make it up in, yeah. in sales, but from a margin right. standpoint. Right. And like you said, you go into dealers and distributors, and they're not like, hey, yeah, man, give me what AC uses. You know, you guys are such an iconic brand, and there's not very many of them in our sport, but I would put Scott in with, with Oakley and Fox and Dunlop, another place you worked at, like iconic motorcycle company brands. At least mm-hmm. I would, anyways. Yeah. Um, and, and so that probably helps you sell more than Justin Barsha. Oh, absolutely. And and I've always said if you go back to the '80s and you look at yeah. any of the the winner podiums, the winners podiums, you look at the backdrop. It was Dunlop and Scott. Yeah, yeah. those were the first two yeah. true sponsors of Supercross Motocross. Yep. Those were your iconic brands, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to work for both yeah, of them. Yeah, and we're going to dive into that for sure. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast, uh, presented by Maxis and the folks at Alpine Stars, of course. Primo Morado is here, uh, national sales manager for Scott. Um, how much, and I worked at Parts Unlimited for a year, uh, I was the FMF brand manager. So okay. I was selling FMF to dealers. WPS, who owned Fly Racing, also carried FMF. Tucker Rocky carried FMF, and then, of course, I was working at Parts Unlimited. They carried FMF. And I was hopeless because WPS would have more flexible terms, 
and cheaper and Tucker Rocky was a little cheaper. And one thing I learned Primo was dealers will slit their mom's throat for $5 savings. Like I really, this is something I've told everybody this story. Like I couldn't believe, like I was there and I was selling it and I was uh, marketing it and I was a cool guy. And some guys would be like, Oh, I used to work on a great outdoors video. I'm like, yeah. And they would be like, cool. Thanks for all the info. I'm going to call Tucker Rocky. And I'd be like, but I work for parts too bad. So knowing all that, how much is your day working with MTA, WPS, parts, and Tucker, right? Does Tucker distribute? Uh, yes. Okay. Parts, no. Oh, no parts. No, anymore. we okay. lost parts. That, that was another that was, story. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> I thought they brought it back. I thought they brought yeah, it back. I, okay. I, I've gone up there to see those okay. guys. But So you have three distributors, Tucker, w, MTA, and, and, and Western Power Sports. How much of your day is trying to make everything equal for everybody? It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it truly is. I mean, we'll we'll throw a program out yeah. to the three of them. Yeah. You don't know who's going to make the best out of it. Yeah. And you don't know what type of effort they're going to put into it. I mm-hmm. mean, some of the, I mean, MTA in the grand scheme of things, smaller yeah. bunch of guys, they may focus on it more, but they're also looking for the best deal. So whether it's a, you know, promo, yeah. buy this, get that. Yeah. Uh, can we make it buy this, get two of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's just the industry. I mean, it, the dealer yeah. is basically looking at bottom line oh yeah that's what i was saying dude like they'll if it's five dollars cheaper somewhere that's who's getting the business so then now you're now you at scott are looking at uh, minimum advertising pricing map pricing you're looking at uh, programs and who's abusing them or who's not or god that must be a big part of your day uh yeah and (laughs) and to be honest with you map we've had for years Uh uh-huh to try to go online and Dude. to police it, yep. it's in, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, impossible. I, I, you know, Amazon, all those. Oh if, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's that's a big part of your day. Yes. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, it's yes. it's, it's a big part of the day. Yes. And trying, I'm sure, one distributor calls you and says this distributor is doing this. They're screwing you over. And you're like, okay. Yeah, like, give like, me the give me the proof. Give me yeah. the proof. I'll make the phone call. Yeah, and it'll go away. Yep. Yep. But then it comes right back. I mean, yep. there's ways to avoid it, but still give deeper discounts. You yeah, know, whether yeah. you backdoor stuff, it, it's just the yep. way. It's yep. just the way it's been. It's been that right. way since I've been in it for 30 years. Um, yeah, no, you've certainly got the experience in it. Uh, now, Scott Mountain Bikes, you yeah. told me that that's. I was surprised that they were a bigger seller than ski stuff. Uh, yes, the bicycle line. Yes, the bicycle line by I, far. Yeah, I did not did not know that. Uh, terrific bicycles. Like I've got one, and. Uh, the high end bikes are like some of the best out there. They've got some of the great best athletes and stuff. Like, I don't know if everybody knows that Scott goggles makes bitch and mountain bikes and road bikes and they sell a ton. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was more of a bicycle person yep. just so I can help a lot of the requests we get from reps. Yeah. Obviously everybody cross trains, but cycling now yeah. is, is it's getting bigger and bigger. It's, it's, it's a pretty cool yeah. part of our business. Yep. Um, I'm just not that, inept in it yeah i do have a big uh a, a big ed which is the fat tire bike oh yeah yeah phenomenal yeah, i mean yeah. this thing weighs like 15 pounds yeah and most of the weights in the, the tires, tires themselves yeah. yeah it is so cool um yeah and ski stuff of course that's where scott made their name that's where it started yeah, yeah ski poles yeah ski poles um but yeah so the jgr thing you got the bikes outside how's that is that Getting yeah. some traction, do you think? It, like I, I, we definitely know that the bicycle division is reaping benefits from the motor yeah. division okay. by far. Yeah, yes, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, let's 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 do a deep dive into you. Let's go in the time machine now. <laughs> my sources told me I'm not going to give them away, but I talked to a guy before this podcast about you. 
Okay. And, and, and oh, he God. told me, you race three-wheelers. Huh? You were a three-wheeler guy, like Jimmy White and these guys. Yeah, I wasn't that good, but... but <laughs> you, yeah, so three-wheelers. I did. You got the... You got the I did, man. Dude. Yes. How about jumping those, Thanks, and they would just bounce the... <laughs> yeah, you... That was the most dangerous thing on the road, and yep. I mean, that's why they outlawed them. I mean, I would have one of my buddies just take it for a ride, and next thing you know, he's in a ditch, the thing's on top of him. <laughs> a lot of fun, though. I, I mean... They sold so many of them. Oh, my God. In, in, incredible. I think I had three. I had one race one, yeah. two, uh, you know, so the, the M... what years are we talking here? Uh, 81, 82, 83. Okay, all right. Yeah, just before they banned And them. You're, you're born and raised in Buffalo? Yes. Like, so, so you're racing around that area? Yep. Or whatever? Yeah, the Horsehead, Zor Valley. I don't know if anybody remembers Zor yeah. Valley. Zor Valley was like the big uh, motocross track uh, back in western New York. So were you a quad god then, too, when they came out, or were I you done? A, I was a couch racer, You too. were? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just like, screw the two-wheel oh, stuff. I, I sucked on two wheels. <laughs> oh, my God. I dirt plant myself so many times right. on two wheels. Um, So just... So from early age, you got into into motorcycling though, like, like yeah, that yeah. I mean, yeah. But it was mini bikes on the street. Mom and dad hated one. It. Nope. Oh, oh my god, no. really? Yeah, oh, yeah. My father strict, I, I, Italian, Catholic, drill sergeant in the Marines. Oh, jeez. No, oh, I didn't my. have much fun in that household. Yeah, yeah. You had to make your own and hide whatever fun you were having. So you got to be fifteen, sixteen. You're like, all right, I'm going to buy a dirt bike. Or I'm going to get a dirt bike or something, yeah. or three wheeler or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, and then, so how do you make your way to Dunlop? Um, good story. My sister yeah. worked in the corporate office. Okay. I was working at a, at a grocery store, uh, going to college yeah. and she went, Hey, there's an opening at Dunlop. If you wanted to continue college and work there part time. Yeah. Um, and that's truthfully, I, it was an automotive shop. Yeah. It was yeah. an automotive shop in 1980. In so they, they owned some auto shops, yes. like a discount tire or something like that. Exactly. Where yeah. they would only mount Dunlops all day. That's it. <laughs> That's all we do. So I was uh, I was a tire monkey. I was yeah. a tire monkey, change oil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then how'd you move up the ranks from there? Uh, for, and you're still riding quads and, or three-wheelers? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You know, it, it was more than, and it was so, like street bike. I had a street bike as well. You, were you buddies or did you know the Stacy brothers? Didn't they grow up around Yeah, Frank Stacy. Yeah. yeah. Who would yeah. work at Dunlop and they, then Pirelli. And, one of them went to school with my sister, as a matter of fact. Andy yeah. or Frank? Frank. Frank. Okay, Frank. yeah. Yes. So they're Buffalo guys. Yeah, they were from Lancaster, New York, yeah, the yeah. Pew, New York, where yeah. uh, where I grew up. Yes. I uh, I just did a podcast with Andy a little while ago. Oh, really? You know, yeah. he, he went away for a little bit there. He's uh, he's out though now. Well, but, well good. But uh, good. Uh, yeah, so okay, so you knew them, all right? Yes. So I, I, that's, that just came to my head. Yes. Um, okay, so how, where do you first? So you're like, hey, they're like, hey, we need a tire monkey to do this, and what happens? Yeah, it was it was uh, it was kind of a, a little drawn out process to get into the motorcycle division itself. Yeah. Uh, I moved up inside the auto store to be a, a sales manager. Yeah. Uh, ran one of the stores, and then they had an opening as a technical advisor. Inside the factory. Okay. That's where we would inspect all return tires, warranty tires, to see what went wrong. It was it was a technical job. It was yeah. actually a pretty cool job. Yeah. We'd get to cut them open. You know, sometimes it would be, we would tell it was an impact. It was an impact. Yeah. A guy ran into a yeah, pothole you're like, or we're not warranting this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then there was some stuff that, whether it was construction or yeah. material issues, we would be able to diagnose it. And it was, you know, car tires, truck tires, and motorcycle tires. And I went, oh, cool. I get to start looking at motorcycle tires. Yeah. And just finally graduated from being a technical guy into uh, a regional sales guy for the motorcycle division. And, okay. and that's where the fun actually started with the company. Were you... Now, sales, I wasn't great at it. And, you know, there's guys in the industry that you can tell are sales guys. And you're one of them. You've been doing it forever. 
did you always kind of have the gift of gab and be able to relate to people and be cool with people? And, and, and did you notice, hey, I can I can move some product here. People like what I'm doing, my angle. Like, it's a different deal. Did, did you notice right away you were good at it? Well, I was a DJ, too. So Oh, you were? <laughs> yeah. oh, you were a DJ. <laughs> Side business. Yeah. 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 So, yes, you, you knew how to entertain, and yep. you just knew if, if you were enthused with what you were doing, people could gravitate to you. You'd be able yep. to find common ground to talk about. And I'd hate to say it was an easy job working for Dunlop. The tires pretty much sold themselves. Yeah. And back in the, I mean, I got to hang out with, you know, the Tucker Rocky reps, the parts unlimited reps, yep. uh, motorcycle stuff reps. It was a blast. Yeah. I mean, it truly was. Yeah. I mean, and that was when the industry was, was on yeah. fire. This is what years around? Uh, from... 1993, 94, all the way up to yeah. 2006. Okay, yeah. So things are going well. Yeah. And on the moto side, 752s were great. 695s, the 695 496 combo. was, you know, that was the the killer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. They had some good moto tires back then. Yeah. The six, 695, yeah. you know, and the 490 were probably your hard terrain tires yeah. back in the day. Those were you, were you getting to go to any races back then or were you just. Everything just, on the East Coast. Yeah. Everything yeah. on the East Coast. And that was whether it was moto or street. I got okay. to do a lot of uh, yeah. road race events as well. Okay. So uh, is Fleck there then? Is Brian Fleck oh, there then? Man, that guy. He, we worked side. Start. We worked side by side for a while. He was actually a, a regional sales manager. Oh, as was well, he? Okay. Uh, yeah. or, or a technical guy. When we were both doing the technical adjustments, when, yeah. when we did a lot of the warranty stuff, that's where I met Brian. Brian was down in Texas still. They made a move to, to Buffalo for a while. Um, yeah. And then it just went, yeah, the Buffalo was not cut out for him <laughs> at all. But I worked side by side with the hardest working guy. I mean, this list, Brian Fleck is the hardest working yeah. guy. At, yeah. I, 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 uh, I think he's missed. Four races in 25 years or something? Yeah. I think he's got the biggest record. Like, I, we talked to different people about it. And I think yeah. Fleck has the most races been at. He would have to. Yeah, yeah. He would have to. Um, So back then, how much did you notice testing with motocross guys going into production and that kind of stuff? Like, did you... Did, was that really a big deal? Like, as far as, like, whoever was doing testing for Dunlop, uh, be it Glover or RJ or, or McGrath or whatever, and then it would... It, it would it would probably sell. Yeah, and and with Dunlop, I mean that was the cool thing. With that, you would rarely see the standard production tire. They were they were working on whether it was a compound, yeah, uh, angle of construction, the material, yeah. you know, how many you know strands per inch were in these materials. Everything was new and different every week, and the guys would be riding those. That's what they would race, and they would get feedback. They yeah. get feedback from. I don't. I would say everybody was yeah. a great tester. No, yeah, you know. Yeah. But that's where the feedback would come every weekend. Yeah, there would be a different compound because it's a racing company. Dunlop right. is. Like, oh, they absolutely. really are. Like they're yes. they're pretty gnarly. And we'll get into that race replica tire that came. I don't know if you were there yet. The RR. Oh, but yeah, the RR. Yes. Um. So you're at Dunlop. You're sales guy for the whole time you're there. The first time around. Yeah, when it came to the motorcycle yeah. side, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and same yeah. thing you kind of do now or different, do you think? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. I mean, now I just cover the entire country. And, yeah. You know, back it, then it was, it was just... It was East Coast only. East Coast. Okay, all right. Yes. Uh, so Scott comes calling. Yeah. And why did you leave? Um, To be honest, yeah. I felt a little jaded okay. at one point in time because I'd put so much time in. At Dunlop, yep. At, at yep. Dunlop. The, the current national sales manager who was my boss mm -hmm. had moved up to vice president and there was an opening for the national sales manager yeah. job 
I thought I was a shoe in. Yeah, I really did. I, I yeah. mean, uh, I already had, I went and bought another house and, and I got a truck. I go, this job's mine. I'm golden here. Jeez. And then I got the the unfortunate shoe to the balls. And excuse me, but uh, yeah, um, they chose somebody from outside, and I just went, wow. I had a really, huh? I, I had a swell little pride, and I'm yeah. just going. I have to report to this guy where I know so much more than yeah, he yeah, does, yeah. but I'm going, all right, I'll be a bigger man. I'll let it go. Yeah. I mean, he was cool. He kind of knew, you yeah. know, Hey, he applied for the job. He yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. I get it. But it was like, I think he knew not to don't micromanage, yeah. don't even manage me. Cause right. I've got this cover. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, yeah. yeah you know. I'll report to you. I'll tell you what I'm doing. I don't right. want you to tell me what I need to do. <laughs> Uh, and it was probably a year later that it was at the Detroit Supercross that uh, one of the reps from Scott said, hey, uh, we're going to have an opening for national sales manager. Uh-huh. Uh, would you consider Now, that? was that Bob Lowry left then or no? No, Bob oh, Lowry was there. Bob, Bob was still there. Bob was Bob actually from WPS. Right. Yeah. Bob, Bob was the national sales manager. Okay. Uh, he was moving up to the general manager. Oh, okay. So Bob was getting a promotion. Yes. All right. He was moving up. So that position kind of opened up. Yep. And talked to the wife, and I went, man, it's a big you move. You were there since 80 as a tire monkey. Yeah, for, for 20, yeah. it would have been 21, Dude, almost 22 years. That's a big move. Yeah. 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 But, and again, like I said, if you look back at the the brands that were sponsoring Supercross, yeah. it was Dunlop and Scott. Yeah. So I'd work side by side with these guys forever. I yeah. knew who they were. I knew yeah. the company is an iconic yeah. brand. So, uh, Watanabe's there, uh, right? Yeah. Scott Watanabe's right. there. He Bevo. was the VP, yeah. right? He, Bevo's there as the yes. race services guy, right? Um, uh, who else is there? Uh, well, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those were the yeah. guys. I mean, when it came to sales, I always saw Bob Lou at at all the events. When yep. it came to race, I always saw Bevo at all the events. Yeah. So I knew those guys hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. And when they asked, I went. I felt comfortable. And if they wanted my service, I said, yeah. well, I'd be more than happy. If they want me to take care of business for them, I'll do it. What changes did you have to do for tires to goggles? You know, the funny... I mean, a salesman is a salesman, right. but, right. you know. I believe in the product, and that's the easiest way to sell, is if, if you believe in the product, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's part of the gig. Yep. That's part of the gig. Uh, so when it came to tires versus goggles, I knew the product. But to be honest with you, I didn't think there was a whole lot of technology that went into goggles. Yeah, especially back then. I mean, they had a Scott 83. Uh, right. Did they have anything? 109? Well, yeah, 83? the 89. 89, I'm sorry. 89, 89 and, yeah. and then the no sweat. The no sweat God, was... the 89. I mean, honestly, Primo, would they have sold a million of those? We still have the frame, I mean, yeah. to, to be honest. <laughs> and we might talk about that as well. Yeah, but yeah. The yeah. frame is still, still alive right, right. today. <laughs> today. But, but that was the thing. I really didn't understand the technology that went into goggles yeah. I, at, at least you knew goggle. tires you knew tires and oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and i knew everything that needed to go into that saying yeah there's a lot of research mm-hmm. and development that goes into that yeah. goggles a goggle a frame lens strap boom yeah. you're done go right. see ya uh, no it was different with scott yeah definitely different with scott and i think that's what makes them a leader especially from a performance standpoint they really do put r&d and they they try to develop the best performance goggle for you or racing, yeah, by far. So, what was it like switching companies? Was it? Pretty, it took a while. Oh, took a while. Great story. Great yeah. story. I remember. I had a going away party. All my Dunlop people came. It was yeah. great. It was on Father's Day weekend. I left on Sunday to go to Sun Valley, where the office was. Yeah. I get there Monday morning. Bob Lowry picks me up in flip flops, shorts, 
and a t-shirt. <laughs> now, I was used to more of a corporate. I was yeah. always khakis, yeah. uh, button-down shirt, yeah, and yeah. a tie. On, on Fridays, on Fridays, you could wear a golf shirt. Okay. But wow, you, always yeah, had to, yeah, yeah. You, you always had to wear a tie. Yeah. So I get there. He picks me up, and I go, Bob, I said, if this was your day off, why would you schedule me to come in? Yeah. He goes, what do you mean day off? I get to the office. Everybody's in flip-flop shorts, t-shirt. There's dogs <laughs> running around the yeah. office. I'm going... What did yeah. I do? Lifestyle company, what bro. What did I do? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I I gravitated to it right away. Yeah. And you just knew that the, the company put forth the best effort for its product. It really didn't matter what the atmosphere yeah. was like. Yeah. It didn't. But it was, it was a blast. Yeah. So you're there for a while. And then, Scott, I don't know what the deal was. And I don't know how much you want to get into it. But they decide we're going to start selling gear. And they've always made gear. They've made yes. gear in Europe. It's not like they started from scratch. And actually, Canada still had it, too. I remember and me being do. from Canada. I would see it here and there, and I'd see it in Europe. Never brought in the U.S. Well, it's a tricky game because, you know, your distributors own gear companies as well. Mm-hmm. And you guys all of a sudden are pushing the gear, and there's a lot of conflicts. And then people are... So, you signed Millsaps, I think, to wear it. A few guys wore it here and there. And it was always good stuff, like everything. It was good quality. Man, that was a rocky time. People didn't like that you guys started selling gear. No, and it started, uh, and once that started to happen, is I, that a directive from Europe? Like, hey, we're yes, we're putting our gear in America. Yes, that was that was the owner. Are you guys saying don't do that? That was that, that was that was Bob Lowry. Okay. That was Scott Watanabe, yep. and pretty much the trickle down effect. Yeah. We just we just knew, and especially at that point. No, but in were time, those guys saying not a good idea? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So Scott we and Bob all, are like we're all fighting, <laughs> fighting. You know, yeah. uh, our our owner saying, yeah. "Look, we do know this industry. Yeah, bad it's, timing. There's so many people in it already. So many people are developed for that sliver of pie that we're going to yeah. get. It's, yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah. Um. So kind of all hell broke loose. They forged ahead. Yeah, they, they hired a couple of different guys that rubbed people the wrong way, and the gear didn't really sell, and the distributors were pissed at you now, right? I mean, yes. it was a turbul- oh, yeah. little turbulence. It was. It was not good, and that. I, and then I left. I I left. I I knew that I couldn't. I couldn't go out and sell this product. Were you getting yelled at um, all the time? <laughs> Yeah. Not personally, but you you knew it was yeah. there. You, yeah. you knew yeah. that people were talking, yeah. and it wasn't pleasant. Yeah, I mean, so for people who are listening, like Alpine Stars makes gear, and they spend so much money on Tomac and Barsha and Anderson, but I think they know better than to sell it in the USA. Right. They have so much money, they don't really care. It's a lost leader. We'll have, some, we'll have the podium covered in, in Alpine Stars. But I think the moment Alpine Stars says, hey, we want to sell our gear in America, they know that, uh-oh. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pushback. WPS and PU are going to be like, no, right. don't do that. Right. That's kind of. But you guys forged ahead, anyways. Yes. The, yeah. the owner, the owner did hired in a, a new regime. Yeah. Um. I just went. I can't do this. Yep. I can't. Uh, I love this company. The direction we're going in is not pleasant. Yeah. It's so not, not you could have stayed, no problem. But right. just you just no not having it. No, and yeah. and I think it. it would have been because I would have had to sell direct and, yeah. and not that I couldn't do it, yeah. but I wasn't going to sell against the guys that I've been selling with yeah. for so long, whether it was the parts limited reps, the Tucker Rocky reps, yeah. you know, the Western power sports reps. Now I'm going to sort of be their competitor yeah. and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, it was, you, it, to me, it was an integrity. You thing. almost would have had to, and Scott is such a strong brand. You could have done this, but you guys almost needed to just bring everything in house, goggles and everything, gear, goggles, we're the distributor, and go that way. And 
and the regime regime that they brought in started to do that. Okay, and that's what really blew up in our face because the economy kind of tanked around that time too. It's exactly what happened. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was bad timing. Yep. bad decision. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, it was bad. And, and for people who want to know, there's still Scott gear being made all the time, and it's still available. And yeah, it's yeah. In, it's in Europe, it's in Canada. <laughs> yeah, uh, but when I came when I came back again for the second tour of duty, well, hold on, we'll get to that. But yeah, um, yes, yeah, that, that it was it was a huge it was a huge mistake yeah yeah absolutely and it's funny how and, and you know what there's other companies that do this too and they like the, there's a neck brace company that makes gear now and you're like what are you doing like you make neck braces stick with the neck braces right all you're gonna do is make everybody mad let's do what we do good and, yeah. let's, and let's focus yeah on that. yeah and you want to make if you want to make a protection line cool but right. i don't know why i i mean i guess it's just growing the pie of sales is the idea but you got to be careful. It was, and it was, it was, it was bad timing. And the way they did it, they just—if they would have maybe baby stepped their way to it, great. But they no, it was yeah. it was a full it was, on. <laughs> it was a it was a bomb dropped in all different directions. Uh, let's go to commercial break here on the uh, Fly Racing Racer X podcast show. Uh, listen to this ad from Race Tech. Save some money with those guys. Use Pulp Pulp Show eighteen as the code, and uh, we'll be right back with uh, Primo Murata. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulp MX 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulp MX 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back. Fly Racing Racer X podcast show presented by Maxxis and Alpine Stars. Primo Morado. Yes. I keep screwing that up. It's so, right. Primo works. Primo. I'm, yeah. You, you, are, you, are, you are just literally primo to everybody. Like, and it is my God-given name. Go it's see not primo. Yes. Go see primo. They're going to know who that um, is. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so you're like, hey, uh, Bob's out at this time? Bob's yeah, at WPS? Every, all yeah. the, all the, the good yeah. core people that I came to work for, yeah. you know, back in 2002. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we're gone. They, um, they saw the writing on the wall as well. You know, I asked Wantanabe through, no, I think I asked him directly on email to do one of these. He didn't want to do it. Right. Yeah. And and, and truthfully, I, he's, he, he's a guy that's been there forever. And that's that's one guy, Scott Watanabe, that I have so much respect for. Yeah. And he just, whether he wanted to tell somebody what went wrong and why it went wrong, he just was going to keep it to himself and yeah. just let it yeah. go. And, and just, just go. go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so actually I should back up. When were the Genius boot developed? The first time you're at Scott or now? The second time? The first time. <laughs> yeah. The Genius all-plastic boot. And I will actually defend those. I had a pair. They're still downstairs. They were a funky, but I didn't mind them. They, you couldn't really feel the shifter too much, which I guess is a bad thing. But I had some buddies with jacked-up ankles. That's all, they want. That's all they wanted to wear. They love those things. Great concept. Horrible design. 
<laughs> I didn't mind the way they looked. I, I, I remember doing right. the launch. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember. Yeah, it, it was a big deal. It was it was a huge deal. Red Dog was supposed to wear him for a while. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Talon Volan, he was one of our test riders. But all of that, all that influence still came from Europe. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, again, Europe will not drive the product here. We will drive the product there. And once yeah. it got here, yeah. it was a. It didn't work out, but but I stand behind it. It wasn't that bad. I, I don't know if you remember the. I think it was a Guinness ad. Okay, where the two you know cartoon guys would um, clink their their beer glasses uh-huh. together and go brilliant. <laughs> they go brilliant. Yeah, I I took those guys. I made my own T-shirt where they were wearing the Scott Genius boots and they were kicking each other and they'd go genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to show it to you. I still have the yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was kind of funny, but it was and, more satire. And I heard through a source all the boots were eventually sold to a recycling plant and melted down. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. They were recycled. I have a pair in my garage. That, that, I will keep them. I get those and the the original ones from yeah, the seventies, the yeah. red ones. Yes, uh, those. But those weren't bad, right? I mean, you were more around than I was. Hannah wore them. He yeah. rocked them a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was very cool. It looked more like a boot than yep. than this. The genius thing. one. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so you're back to Dunlop. How does that phone call go to Dunlop? Hi, it's Primo. What are you guys doing? Yes, and it was. I'll say that. I've been fortunate I haven't burned any bridges yeah. in this industry. Yeah. And that was probably the only reason why they took me back is they knew they did have an opening. Yeah. And that was for sales guy or what was No, it that okay. was that was for uh uh oh, am- amateur, amateur. amateur stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. Amateur moto manager. Okay. And I went, Oh, I can deal with kids. Yeah. And I had my own, but unfortunately yeah. they were older now, but I can deal with anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was really pretty cool. And they said, Gotta come in, you're gonna have to interview with everybody else. Yeah. I had it in. I still had my employee ID number and everything else. Did the interview. I don't know how many other people applied, yeah. but they they brought me back in with open arms. I was, okay. very, I was very fortunate. Yeah, for sure, right? I mean, yeah, that is that is definitely lucky. So uh-huh. how did you like that gig, working, going to Loretta's, going to the amateur stuff? And It was different. Yeah? It was truly different. I mean, it was still sort of sales, but I, I'm, I'm more or less now taking care of, of the amateur kids and dealing with parents. Yeah, did you want to punch some parents? Uh, dealing with parents was different. I yeah. guess being a parent gave me that advantage. Okay. Um, where like, I understand that you really care about little Johnny. Yes, yeah. right. But little Johnny in Region A in you know county wherever, yeah. just because he's the fastest kid there, does not get him yeah. sponsorship. I'm sorry. And at some point, Dunlop redid their eighty line and small bike tires. I don't know if that was when you were there or after or whatever, but I remember it being a bit of a. Yeah, of a launch stuff was yeah. That was just as I was okay leaving for. Oh, okay, time. all right, yeah, yes. They did the ads with the kids and everything. Yeah, yes. it's a big deal. Yeah, that T and D and really cool. Yeah, so that's kind of what you did. You do you all, all the amateur stuff? Is yeah, I did. Yeah, worked with Jeff Cernick. Oh, okay, Cernick does the. the yeah, he was amateur. Our, my amateur tire yeah. guy. You know, bringing oh, his shit. guys Cernick's in. Cernick's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeffrey's a good. Guy. Um, so is that your only job there when you were there? Yeah, when time? I came back. Yep. Yeah, when I came um, back. Yes. So let's talk about that RR tire. Obviously not really in your end of things, but that didn't really work, right? I mean, it was expensive. It didn't last long because it was a race tire. Well, and that was <laughs> that was the deal. And it, 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 it worked. Yeah. It worked to the standpoint where it gave yeah. you a quicker lap time. Yeah. But it disappeared. Yeah. It was like an eraser. Right, right. I mean, it happens. And it was expensive. Yeah. yeah. I know. I remember hearing from somebody saying they don't last. And I'm like, yeah, because they're a race tire. Yes. 
That's yeah. why they don't last. And and the compound in that thing, you know, not that I'm going to give away any secrets, but the compound in that was softer than anything we had ever really used. Mm-hmm. It was meant to be the tackiest motocross yep. tire out there. Yep. It had the 756 pattern on it, which was one of the best yeah, patterns the out classic there. Classic pattern. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it, it, it went good until the second time around when people uh, went, I can't spend that much money again. I just couldn't do it. What do you think you sold more of? Scott 89s? Or six ninety fives. Ooh man, I I I, I mean, I, <laughs> or four ninety fronts. Yeah, between the four ninety and six ninety five, probably because they're they're consumed more. Probably more probably tires, more tires but, than I mean, the eighty nine. But from a longevity yeah. standpoint, right. that eighty nine just lasts forever. Thank God you guys ditched the at Scott. They ditched the uh, the. The electric oh, the electronic oh, yeah. uh, film God, system. I think it was yeah. sucked. I always bug Knowles about that. Oh, it worked it was, great. Uh, yeah, every time you went by a, a, a tree branch, we just roll by. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, so you're doing Dunlop. You are there from like 2010 to 2013. Yeah, yeah. And, that's where and, I got to. That's where I got to meet the kids now that are pros. Yeah. Which are, I mean, that is pro- that's probably the coolest part about that. Is it? Yeah. I got to see them as you know, 80, 80 riders, sure. you know, super mini riders, and now they're 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 pros, uh, you know, top five guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like AC. So why'd you leave again to go to Scott again? <laughs> well, I knew Scott was struggling. Okay, and it was funny being on that. And some of those guys that were there for the gear stuff are all purged out, right? Oh they yeah. Were- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was struggling. Scott was right. struggling, and being an iconic brand and, and working with them, working side by side with them for over twenty five mm-hmm. years, I I felt a need to go back and help if they would let me. Yeah, because when I left, I I gave a really nice, you know, um, resignation letter. Okay, and I sent it to the owner. Yeah, you know, I said I just don't feel comfortable direction that we're going. It was like a Jerry Maguire manifesto. <laughs> And, and I said, I certainly can't work for the people that you now have in yeah, place. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I know one of those guys company. I had in place, and I, he's such a d bag, by the way. One of those guys that was in place. Uh, I, 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 I have nothing good to say. Anyways, we'll care. care sure, care, sure. Care. And and I, I said I would love to come back if you decide to go back yep. to our roots. Yep. And Johnny Knowles, yeah, Johnny Knowles almost laid down the gauntlet at one point in time because oh, yeah? him, and I, okay. him and I talked, yeah, yeah. And while I'm doing the amateur, uh, you know, events, I yeah. could just see Scott disappearing from the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. I could just see it; it was going away. Yep. I go, this isn't good. I mean, it is an iconic brand. Yep. And I could just see it dwindling at every event, every national, every amateur national. I'm going, what yeah. is happening? Knowles has always been pumped on you to sell. Primo could sell anything. So. Um, at one point I said, Johnny, I said, I'll go back. I said, I'll make some phone calls. I talked to the owner in Switzerland. Were you not that happy doing a Dunlop stuff or? It was cool. I guess, I guess just because it was more, it was amateur and it was, it was kids and it was outside. I'm done raising kids and it was kind of where the way this was, I liked it. Uh, but it wasn't my gig. I love selling. I love, I love selling. I love being, you know, able to do that. And you know, when you believe in a product, it's easy. Yep. Um, so between Johnny saying he was going to quit if we didn't do something, uh, me talking to the owner and I went, I'll come back and I signed a contract and they said, all right, we'll take you back. National sales manager, national sales manager. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you said, the prospect came out not, not soon after you're there and, and things are, things are better. If people were listening there, there was a four or five year era that we disappeared. 
Yeah. Scott disappeared. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott was no longer Scott. Nobody cared. Nobody had no. anything. We were our father's goggle. We were that red, white, black, and blue goggle that nobody cared about. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, uh, I had a pair of, man, I don't even remember. Knowles will be so mad at me, but they were a little, um, the frame, the frames were more square and more rigid, more boxy. I forget what they were. The um, hustle or the tyrant. Yeah. One of those. I didn't like the, them. I'm like, what happened to this thing? It, it's jagged. It doesn't fit in a helmet. Like who designed this? Like, yeah, it was probably I don't know. The tyrant. Yeah. Maybe I was just like, this isn't, this isn't very good. So anyways, um, yeah. And then, yeah. So things, so you're back at Scott. Yeah. So in 30 years, you went Dunlop Scott, Dunlop Scott. I mean, yes. that has got to be. Yeah. It's a unique situation. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So again, talking about your sales job and how good you are at selling and everything else. If people were listening to this, like, and, 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 and again, I only did it for one year, so I have nowhere near your experience, but I would go into dealers at parts unlimited. And I'd be like, we're not selling anything to this dealer. Right when you walk in, yeah. you're just like this. Nothing is going to happen here, and, and and other guys, you're like, oh, this guy's. So what? In all of your sales experience across the country at different dealerships, like what are some of the tenets of a of a good dealer that you walk in and you're like, okay, these guys move product, these guys sell things. People go here. They will not go online. They will go to this brick and mortar place to buy products. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with just the the out the outer experience that you see itself, okay. you know, well lit, it's yep. neat, it's clean. But the funny thing is is there were some mom and pop shops yep. that you would walk in and go, wow, how can these people be able but then they'd show you numbers yep. and you're going yep. They just would have a, a, like a cult following yeah. for that area. Yep. They'd been there for so long. Yep. They've treated the people right. People yep. would just gravitate to yep. them. Did uh, you have some shops that, you, that sold? Like you oh, were my like, God. Yeah. Do you have any on top of your head? or do you, uh, is it Probably a couple in Michigan. Okay. You know, because I would always yep. go up to, yep. to the Supercross, go up to, yeah. you know, Pontiac. Right. And there's a couple of dealers you'd walk into and you go, my God, they're, they're in the middle of nowhere. But, yeah. man, they are some. One was Rockies. One was Rockies. It was big. It yeah. was a paintball place. We used to do paintball, too, if you remember okay. back in the day. We used to do a That's ton of... That's what that was of, JT more than Scott. Yeah. We used to do a ton of paintball. Okay. Tipman, uh, and then our our goggle and helmet and yeah. would go inside. We, um, sold, we sold a ton of that. So, <clears throat> I mean, you, you have these dealers, and the dealers are always woe is me nowadays. <laughs> a lot of them are. Yeah. Woe is me, the internet. Woe is me, Amazon. Woe is me, BTO, and these guys. But you can do it. Dealers make money. There's successful dealers out there. I mean, it's tough, tougher than it's ever been, but you gotta, you gotta have enthusiasm. You gotta have the right people working the counter. I feel like you do. And that's tough. I mean, especially now, I mean, millennials, I I mean, I have three kids, you know, Uh 24 to 29. Um, They're millennials. Uh, They, they have a good work ethic. Because that's what they saw and that's yeah. what they grew up around. I don't know if that many people have that type of work ethic. And, yeah. that's, and that's tough. I mean, kids that want to ride, they want to ride and it's a hobby. They want to go and work at a shop. But then after they're working and they're getting their hands dirty, it's like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I just want to ride. Right. So right. It, it's it's tough. Um, I mean, for me, it's it's a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I love what I'm doing. I love yep. the product that we're selling. Uh, and now, like I said, we're we're, we're on a, a really good rise. We're taking a lot of market share. The, the biggest issue, if you go back to 2006, where yep. it was probably the pinnacle for discretionary yeah. income in the motorcycle industry, yeah. we are probably now... 50 to maybe 60% of what it was yeah, yeah. 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, the, so that's that's how much the industry has shrunk. So it takes a little bit more now, you know, ingenuity and, and yeah. grit 
to get through you know your yeah. your sales. And, and there's more goggle companies than ever. It's cheaper to make, manufacture a goggle. There's goggle companies in China you, that'll you, pump out your product, no problem. You, yeah, you can go online. I think the minimum order quantity from some company in China minimum yeah. order is a thousand units, but they cost you like seven dollars a piece. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's yep. why there's so many out yep. there. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. I think yeah. I told you earlier, if you go through the Chaparral catalog, they have 29 yeah. different manufacturers of yeah. goggles that yeah. they sell. 29. Yeah. I, that's even surprised me. Uh, uh, 29. Yeah. Back in the day, yeah. there might have been 15 or 18 when it was at yeah. its peak. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's a different world we live in now. And and never mind that, like Davey Coombs has told us a lot, like, how do we get kids to ride motorcycles again? Right. They don't want to do that. They want to be on their smartphone or be on the internet or play video games. Yeah. And I don't really think about that because I'm 43 years old, but it's true. Yeah. Because yeah. I deal with pro racing. I'm pro racing. Guy, right. Right. So to me, pro racing is, is well, I mean, the entries are down. So I guess that's number one. I should look at those entries. They are down for nationals and for super costs. You know? I mean, you look at, yeah. look at my, I'll say, look at my kids. When, when we were, before they went off to college. I had five dirt bikes. Yeah. I had five dirt bikes. Yeah. Me, my wife, my three kids, we all rode. We yeah. didn't race. I wouldn't let them race. Yeah. I stick to stick to stick and ball sports. Yeah, yeah. So you don't get hurt and it's not as expensive. Yeah. But we'll ride. Yeah. You know, that was part I mean, discretionary income now is it's good. Yeah. The economy is good. It's better. Yeah. But I, whether it's families or what, they just they're yeah. not spending the money in the motorcycle yeah. industry. They're finding other yeah. ways to spend it if they're spending right. it. I have no idea, but it's nowhere near and it's sad because uh-huh. it's an awesome industry to be involved in it's fun you throw your leg over a bike whether it's a street bike a mini bike whatever it's a blast i went riding today yeah yeah it's 100 degrees and i'm out there pounding laps going what am i doing what the hell am i doing but it was fun yeah for the most part um getting back to dunlop and again you're more sales and race side of things but so we had bridgestone pulled out uh from racing pro racing um and michelin was in for a few years my buddy randy they they pulled out um pirelli's now out but they're they having a couple in. guys, but they were in for about four or five years. Yeah. JGR was running them. Yep. Dunlop has just been there. And, you know, from talking to Randy and my buddy at Michelin and talking about the market share of dirt bike tires, not motorcycle tires, dirt bike tires, Dunlop can't be making any money. Uh, <laughs> nowadays, I... Like, like, I'm almost scared. Like, that truck on the road with all that tires they're giving away. I mean, they sell some yeah. to, to privateers, oh, but... yeah. You think about that, that service going to factory teams. I mean, thank God they're there. Yeah. But overall, uh, I would have to say three out of every four guys that walk into a shop are going to ask for a dumb up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really, yeah. I, and yeah. it's not because, you know, they've won every championship. Well, of course, they're going to win every yeah. championship because yeah. they sponsor everybody anyway. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and, they're, yeah. and they're the only tire company yeah. that stuck it out through thick and right. thin. Right. So, I mean, they have all the advertising. They right. have all the marketing. They're just yeah. there. I'm just always there. I mean, do you think that, well, I I imagine Primo, they're not paying teams anymore, right? I mean, like they used to, you know, used to be a bidding war to pay teams. I I can't imagine that's happening anymore. Yes. They, they, they can't, they, they have, they have tires, which is payment enough, especially for some guys, you know, Chad Reed, if you're listening, I just know that you went through more tires than some teams did. Oh, yeah. yeah. How about, and then at times, Chad would be like, I'm going to pull down my Bridgestones I got from my attic. You're like, really? You're really going to do well, that? Well, it was like that, uh, the opening round where uh, uh, Bubba. James, yeah. Yeah, or actually. How about, or how about when Ricky put a Bridgestone on? 
at Minneapolis. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So Ricky put a Bridgestone on. Chad, it was just the opposite with Bubba. Yeah. Bubba had Dunlops, but he had the Pirelli decals. Yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nuts. Nuts. Okay. So that leads me to one of my last things we want to talk about. So there's a few things in the industry that I will always hang my hat on. Number one, suspension guys are perverts. That's number one. Every suspension guy I know is a massive pervert. Number two, the two most competitive FU people in the pits, product lines, are tires and goggles. Now, this is more on the racing side than sales. I mean, but you certainly have been around it, Primo, and everything. Why is that? Like, like, like goggle guys hate other companies. Like, they will mother F. All the goggle guys will mother, mother F each other. And tire guys, I mean, I wrote a column talking about, you know, how Pirelli or Pirelli's front tires were good. And no, Dunlop, t- I wrote a column saying Dunlop's front tires have caught up to Bridgestones, which were uh, the standard for front tires for a right. long time. They were. And Shapinsky basically vowed never to talk to me. Glover, I wrote something about Pirelli's coming in, and Glover refused to do an interview with me at Bercy one year. Now we're fine, and we're I'm fine with Doug, and I'm fine with Brock now, and whatever. But that's what I'm getting at. These guys are so uh, competitive, and goggle guys are so competitive, and suspension guys are perverts. But why is that, Primo? Why is it? Because I feel like the sticker guys are not are not that way. I feel like the sprocket guys are not that way. Yeah. It's goggles and tires. I, I, it, it's, one's going to. Do you be, agree with me? Do you agree with one, me? Oh, uh, okay. yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, from a sales standpoint, I just try to be friends. But yeah. oh yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. MFM behind their back. I will. John Knowles, no, right to right the face. Right to the face. Absolutely. I just Knowles, like it, it is. It's it a passion. Is a, yeah. It's a passion. But and, why aren't the sticker guys passionate? Why aren't the handlebar guys uh, passionate? Yeah, that, that's a good question. <laughs> Steve, I have, I have no, but you, you are right. I know. There was only one, when I was, when I was with Dunlop, there was one other guy from another tire company. It was Bridgestone. Um, Marty. Greatest. greatest, I remember Marty. Marty was a sweetheart. I I, I hung out with Marty at Parts Unlimited shows. Yes. Yes. Marty was the greatest guy. Marty was the, he was, he could care less who he talked to. Yeah. He was super friendly and everything. And I just went. That guy's, he's pretty cool. I can't, yeah. I, I'm not going to yeah. hate him. Yeah. I'm still going to hate the tire guy. Yeah. But, <laughs> but Marty was one of the nicest yeah. guys. But everybody yeah. else, you're right, man. If, and goggles if, too, man. Oh, like, if they could shiv you in a heartbeat, dude, they'd do it. If a rider throws his goggles off or is wiping his lens. Oh, that's it. The other guys are almost orgasmic. Oh, yeah. At, They're at, immediately on yes. social media taking photos. Yes. Oh, did you see what just happened? They are orgasmic. Oh, yeah. And then when their own goggle fails, <laughs> they always have an excuse. Oh. And I and I lived it with the X-Brand stuff. Mm-hmm. I did it for a couple of years. So I lived it. I never... I always wondered why everyone was dicks, but because I'm not that type of guy, unless you are, are yeah. unless you cross me or whatever, then I pretty much write you off. But I always do yeah. goggles and tires. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a passion. Hatfields yeah. McCoy. Yeah. to the yeah. nth. Right, yes. and you've done them both for 30 years. <laughs> yes, I've been fortunate, and probably the I don't want to say it too loud, but yeah, probably the two products that are. Uh, discounted the deepest uh, out of any distributor okay. product. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Volume, it's just a, to get them in. It's volume, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. It is. All right, Primo. Well, yeah, I think we, I think we about covered it, huh? Yeah, did, we. Have. Did I miss anything? No, I just, uh, you know, want to let people know. You know, the prospect is uh, again made in the USA. We are the only goggle company. Only goggle company, do your research, people, mm-hmm. still made in the USA. So product quality is good, and we still have some cool stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I, I wear X-Brands. I love Rich Taylor, but that Prospect goggle, that's a 
That's a good goggle. Yeah. That is a and for the price and everything that it's price, hard to beat that thing. Price right. And I love the technology the, in it. And I love the strap being back. The yeah. old school yeah, Scott strap. And bring that ad back, Primo. I love that logo. And we'll talk about that. Bring that ad back. <laughs> I tell Knowles he just doesn't even listen to me. He doesn't even care. But no. You wanna I think you Scott. Okay. I just think and I'm not a marketing guy and I'm not an ad genius, but you guys have so much history and so much iconic images and logos that you i think need to smack the customer a little bit and be like hey we were here yeah look at what we've done and johnny's been doing a good job you know with that and right. my boy dave janolfi's been doing a great job in social yeah. so but i mean ads yeah ads. Yeah. yeah that uh, that the old school ad <laughs> primo's like i'll, I'll, I'll put it in like, the file primo's like just leave me alone Mathis, I'll, so. I'll put i'll put it in um, the file Steve. well uh thank you primo i really appreciate it some of the oh, most you. interesting podcasts i think we've done that we get listener feedback from are industry people like you well, good. that were uh, in and out and around the racing and and uh, that's i think people we all have a journey on how we got here i'm from canada you're from buffalo how we get to las vegas now and, and, and yeah we just covered that yeah so. no doubt uh oh by the way you're a raider fan like i am i am and uh excited about them coming here are you kidding me absolutely yeah, with yeah. Chucky? Are you kidding me? Are you, are you on board with Chucky? Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm not. No? I'm not on board with Chucky. Like, okay, he's going to be good. Like, he's not a he's not a failure of a coach. No. But did anybody happen to check out his last five years at Tampa Bay? Like, he didn't exactly kill it. I have no And he's been out of the game for a while. I, and, by the way, the only Super Bowl he won was when he knew all the audibles <laughs> for the Raiders. Like that's they, the Raiders did he not change. Won, he would have won with the Raiders either. He way. He should have won. Yeah, yeah. The the year that Gannon broke his collarbone. Oh well, the tuck was, rule, dude. The tuck yeah, rule. Yeah, the tuck rule. The tuck yeah. rule. And ever since then, I mean, I've always hated the yeah. Patriots. Sorry, if anybody's listening up in the yeah. Northeast, I love you. Please sell Scott. But what? I yeah. I hate the Patriots. Um, I'm from Buffalo. Are you kidding? I also told some. I don't really have any proof of this, but like last year, the season before last year, when they were twelve and four, uh, I think. Yeah. I watched so many games that they should have lost. They lost they, a game in Tampa in overtime. They the Tampa was on the thirty yard line and and uh, the quarterback for Tampa threw a bunch of interceptions and they got really lucky to be twelve and four. And I was telling everybody they're not a twelve and four team. They are like a ten and seven, ten and six. I mean nine and seven kind of team. And then this year it went but, sideways. But that's when you know they would have gotten through Houston. They lost to Houston in the yeah, wildcard game yeah. because of the car, the car yeah, it yeah, broke his ankle. Yeah, but. I just I'm not that sold on Chucky, man. You know who's been at the the Knights games is Mark Davis. Really? And our, and our tickets were so good for game two, we got to go in this lounge in the arena underneath with ice sculptures and sushi and stuff. Dang. Mark Davis was in there. Does just he, chilling. Does he still have the worst haircut in the world? And he was wearing a peach sweatshirt with oh. white pants. <laughs> that too is like, so- dude, what are you doing? That's our owner, Primo. Oh, man. That's our owner. He's, he's scary. I mean, I liked Al Davis. <laughs> Al was a little yeah, nutcase, right. but you knew he was going to wear his white yeah, slacks and yeah. whatnot. But Well, Mark is a little nutty. So. Wow. But, hey, you're in Vegas, and the Raiders are coming. And... Yeah, I've already signed up for my season tickets. Have you really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could do that already. Yes. See, I'm out. I'm out. I've been to, like, four NFL games, Primo, in my life, and I had miserable experiences at all four. Like, I don't know. I don't think I'll go to any, and I love the Raiders. See, I've signed up for them. It doesn't mean I'm going to get them because they haven't. I haven't been oh, able okay. to pick out my seats and what the price yeah, yeah, is yeah. at. So. I feel like NFL football on a 70-inch TV with high def yeah. and the replays and Pookie with snacks and I, you know, parking, no drunks. None of, like, I went to two games in Oakland, huh? a game in Minnesota, and a game in San Diego, and I had a miserable time. You don't the, know. My, think of Bill's Mafia, though. Think of that. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, the I most, guess. The most, you know, the most 
avid fans there in are. In the snow, too. Like just, just ridiculous. Are yeah. the Bills ever going to turn it around? Well, we made the playoffs, so yeah. now we got 18 more years away from the next right. one. So we're, I'm, right. I'm happy. You're all right. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks to Fly Racing and Racer X, Alpine Stars Maxis, of course. And Primo, thank you for your time. Thanks for lunch. Thank you. You had a blast. Uh, Scott, ScottUSA.com? Scott Com? Scott Sports. ScottSports.com. Scott Go there, buy some prospects, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck because that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, I mean, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny Omara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey.